Okay, so welcome to the Nine Hertz Podcast. Uh, we're starting off there with an amazing band called Eden Straits. And uh, Pete, you've picked this, and I think it kind of comes from our love of uh, the band Gendo Ikari, who we saw at Dreadfest uh, probably 2019 now. It's, it's getting on for a few years now. Uh, Scottish uh, kind of grindcore band. And um, uh, this is a project set up by a guy called David Campbell, who has sort of brought in people from Gendo Ikari, uh, a band called Munt, and a band called uh, Ha. And um, yeah, this is just really intriguing kind of i don't know how to describe it it's, it's so strange like you know it's got death metal in there it's got a bit of growing called bit of black metal in there as well it's just a really interesting little release like just two tracks it's over quite quickly but it just sounds so exciting and, and strange it does yeah it was the um you know i, I, I kind of looked at it from the artwork it's really cool simple you know um artwork to it and then instantly noticed that Gendo Ikari link. And as you say, that's a band we followed since we really kind of loved them live that time, you know, however many years ago. And it doesn't sound like that. It's not grindcore, um, but it's, I don't know. I suppose black metal is the main element in there. And, and I, to be honest, I don't listen to too much black metal anymore, not routinely anyway. You know, it's just kind of the odd album here or there. And it's, and when I do, it tends to be, you know, something it has to be kind of bold and different. You know, they're the things I listen to now in black metal, if, if at all. You know, like if you think like the uh, Uyghur Dude album from this year, for example. Mm. And this kind of, this pulled me in, in in similar ways. You know, it's completely, it's, you know, it's practically unique. They describe it as dissonant black metal, and I get that. You know, it, it pushes outwards with a weirdness. You know, it's primarily through the guitars, which are, you know, fascinating. I just thought the whole thing, you know, was immediately hooked with this. I thought it was fantastic. Yeah, it looks like they um, released something um, just recently as well called uh, The Morrigan. So that was actually out in uh, 2019. So um, it's quite interesting to see them come back after a few years. Um, yeah, just really, really interesting. I think if you want to hear the whole thing, uh, you can head to edenstraits.bandcamp.com. That was a song called Asp in Apsis. So um, absolutely brilliant. So as ever, it's the Nine Hertz podcast. It's nine amazing tracks that we found by Scouring the Underground submissions and uh, just generally seeing what was uh, what's going on basically like uh, recently like it was Bandcamp Friday as ever um, it seems to be a continuing thing which is great um, I think it's probably into its second year now so um, it's really nice to see Bandcamp kind of continuing that despite the sale as well um, who knows what that will kind of bring and yeah it was the welcome return of whores that kind of um, grabbed my attention uh, last week brilliant little um, four minute song uh, just out of nowhere really so uh, their last record was Gold uh, in October uh, 2018. Um, so, yeah, for them to come back four years later with this is just brilliant. And, uh, yeah, they, they hold a special place in my heart, this band, because I've seen them with uh, Big Business and it was just such a great pairing. And, yeah, this this is back on form. It's, it's very Melvins. Um, you know, they're sort of, I think they're known for sort of tipping their hat to the Melvins. Um, but, yeah, it's it's uniquely whores as well. Um, I mean, I don't know if you're a fan of these already, Pete, but... Um, I mean, I know a lot of people hold them in quite high regard. Yeah, they're, weirdly, they're one of the few bands left who have, who are on my list of I need to get into, I need to spend time with, yeah. but I've never got, you know, I haven't got around to it. I know, I've always felt anyway that I would get into them, but just, you know, I haven't, you know, it just happens, doesn't it, occasionally. Mm. Um, you, know, the, the, you know, what I have heard of them, I've enjoyed previously, people whose taste i trust and are similar to mine you know like i love them so yeah for one thanks for reminding me i think this needs to be the prompt for me to to go get into you know to go back through the back catalog and look forward presume i think this is i'm guessing this is um 
you know, ahead of a new album, hopefully. So yeah, this, you know, a, a perfect chance for me to get back into it. You know, it's, it's, it's like powerful noise, right? That traditional fidgety angst of that sound, you know, it's, it's present here, but then it's allied to this serious weightiness about it, which, you know, it, it makes it dangerous. It makes it something I, you know, really love. And it just confirms that this is a band I need to get more of into my life. Yeah. I mean, they did used to have that Norma Jean uh, connection, you know, that was kind of right. like one of their hooks to begin with, I think. But I think the guy who played bass has since left. So, um, yeah, they're, they're kind of a band within their own right now. And uh, I don't think there's any real resemblance to that kind of music anyway here, really. It's it's more cave-in style to me. It's, it's kind of like mm-hmm. that big riff style. Um Really cool stuff, yeah. So, I mean, I'd recommend Ruiner um, from 2011 as one of their kind of breakthrough sort of things, but it's all good. It's all really very good. So, yeah, if you want to hear more of Halls, you can go to halls.bankup.com and uh, we're going to play their new single. This is Imposter Syndrome.
that was the return, the very welcome return of Hawes. Absolutely brilliant stuff there. Um, the next band we're going to play is uh, the latest in a series of splits that Ripple Music have been putting out. Um, excellent sort of label from California. Uh, this is Turn to Stone Chapter 4, and it's uh, been sort of subtitled Higher Selves, and it's a uh, split between the bands Saturna and uh, Electric Monolith. We're going to play Electric Monolith from Barcelona uh, for this one. I mean, this is proper... Um, you know, 70s worship, isn't it, Pete? It's, it's proper, like, psychedelic. The guitar tone is so retro and so, like, warm. Um, I, I was immediately drawn to this. I mean, the Sabbath comparisons are quite easy to make, but um, I mm. think it's definitely there in spades, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. And, you know, obviously Sabbath, but not just, you know, not just stoner doing Sabbath. This is, you know, it's equally stoner and classic rock, isn't it? You know, I think I'm just looking on their, their own band campaigns, not just the Ripple one, and there's mentions of Budgie and Led Zeppelin and, and things like that. And also, in this song, you know, like massive chunks of Hendrix worship in here, you know, it's it's all out, full on, you know, um, 70s obsessed, which is great. And that's why I love it so much. Uh, you know, going back to kind of the, the Ripple um, split series, uh, you know, I, I love it when labels do things like this. It, it's something to, you know, keep an eye on, something interesting. We played a tape series from Robust Fellow, um, which is a Ukrainian label, where they kind of were pitting sludge bands against each other. Uh, Heavy Psych Sounds have done a Doom splits, you know, um, I think seven or 12 inch series. It's just, you know, they, they, they've done they're created rather than just lumped together, you know, like yeah. some splits can be. And, and that's what I like about it. There was Sergeant Thunderhoof and Howling Giant did one of these on, on this series. The really series. Yeah. 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 And we played some of that. So yeah. Anyway, it's, it, it brings, you know, and I wasn't aware of these two bands and it, you know, therefore it's brought two new bands to me as well. Um, and, and this, I just, I really enjoy this song. I find myself singing this song and it's, you know, that kind of that seventies obsession, it, it feels loving and, and fresh. It doesn't feel stale like some of the, you know, some of the things can do. And it's, you know, so, so far looking back, I think the vocals are excellent, you know, like reminded me of Stoner Rocks kind of when it was its high to the turn of the century. Yeah. Just the whole thing is all round retro Stoner goodness. Yeah. I've got, I'm getting lots of volume four vibes from this one. It's, it's mm. very sort of, it's almost laid back Sabbathy vibes, isn't it? Which is great. Cause um, you know, you, you sometimes get the very sort of plain um, kind of like, okay, we've listened to the first two or three albums, but yeah, I think volume four has got a bit more kind of melody to it. And I think that's where this comes in. And mm. uh, yeah, just really exciting. Like you say, it's, it reminds me of the height of Stone Rock, you know, the days of like Dozer and bands like that. We, we, we yeah, yeah. Dozer must be a band that we've referenced so much <laughs> over the last few years, but you know, with good reason. Yeah. yeah. Brilliant stuff. So yeah, um, the split is out uh, very soon, I think. Um, so yeah, if you want to check out ripplemusic.bandcamp.com, we're going to play the Electric Monolith song that they've released so far. This is Nightmares.
Okay, so that was a band called Electric Monolith out now on uh, Ripple Music. Brilliant stuff. We're going um, to a very strange place next, uh, to the world of Homeskin, um, which you can find at homeskin.bandcamp.com. This is uh, the mind that's behind Gone Mage, uh, who we've played before, who um, kind of deal in, I don't know, like um, role play, kind of f- f- like fantasy tabletop sort of Dungeons and Dragons style imagery and video game lore and stuff like that. Homeskin is uh, his, his kind of... Um, take on reality it's, it's billed as and um, this one seems to be focused on cats <laughs> as well as um, just like really strange uh, kind of themes like I can't really tell what what the uh, the sort of overarching theme is but apparently it's dedicated to a cat called Mittens who's on the cover which is amazing um, really strange uh, take on like black metal I guess they've called it like um, blackened punk which I can kind of hear underneath it and there's a bit of grind in there as well I just thought it was really strange the whole record just sounds like this twisted take on the genre and I just thought it was really exciting so yeah we're going to play a track off this um, what did you make of this piece? because I don't think you'd actually come across this project before had you no I hadn't and uh, it's just slightly surprising actually because since I think you know from Gone Mage and Sallow Moth and oh, you know and the kind of I'm not a parent band, but you know, Karenir, who, who were like an atmospheric black metal band who then did that almost chiptune dungeon synth album. Um, and then Gomage Salamoth and now this have, have come from members of, you know, of that band. Um, and through that, it's given me an appreciation of, of dungeon synth and, and chiptune and similar sounds more than any, well, not just more than any, exclusively, they've opened that up to me, you know, really. Um, a sound I'd probably otherwise dismiss as uh, a niche outside my realm, I think is a bit kind yeah. of polite way of putting it. Um, and actually, you know, I really enjoyed listeners, you know, and bands on the Grimestone label and things like that. You know, all of this is, you know, it's, it's a woke or something. It's, it's an amazing thing to tap into. And then you find yourself fully invested in gems like this. That being said, you know, this is less of that sound. It's, you know, like you say, there's black metal in there, there's punk in there. I thought there was this kind of weirdo hardcore element in there, which it, it, it doesn't go full the locust, but you kind of sit down that dangerous path towards that there. Either way, it just generates this, these strange sounds and, and the whole thing generates a buzz, uh, you know, this electricity about it. And it just, you know, it, that, that grabs you. And I'm just happy to hear more. Definitely. And I think, you know, this guy's so prolific with home skin and gone mage and, and everything else that's involved um, that it's, it's quite sort of amazing to see the output. Um, I mean, we've picked this um, record each day orbital, uh, but in the time since we've sort of picked this and wanted to talk about it, there's been a new one called old smooth out. So um, yeah, who, who knows when the next one will be out basically. It, what's interesting, however, is you can actually subscribe to um, Lilang Isla. Uh, and the releases that they're making um, for $20 a year. Um, so you get 41 of uh, the, the sort of back catalogue of, of those various bands, but you also get access digitally to everything that they release um, each year. So that's incredibly good value. Um, but if you want to buy the existing um, sort of home skin discography, it's only 80, uh, 80 cents US. So um you can't really say no to that. Um, there's, there's so much music on offer there. Absolutely amazing stuff, really. So if you want to hear more, you can go to homeskin.bandcamp.com. We're going to play a song called Roofs Up on the Seal. And uh, yeah, if you want to sort of check out uh, sort of like the, the wider uh, output of this guy's uh, music, uh, you can go to lilanggisler.bandcamp.com.
So that was the excellent home skin. Uh, next up, we've got something absolutely amazing. So Pete, you found this incredible uh, solo project, I think, uh, called uh, Captain Bones and the Droids. Uh, I'm guessing you might have found this through uh, Bandcamp Friday, but yeah, it's absolutely brilliant. To me, it sounds like um, an old 70s Doctor Who episode come to life. It's just amazing. <laughs> and it's got that kind of kitschy artwork on the front that looks like a 1950s um, you know, sci-fi poster. This is just brilliant stuff, like lots of synth, lots of um, robotic kind of voices. Um, just really fun. Mm. Yeah, it, it came on, it came out, the, well, it came out in November, that's the first thing to say. Originally it came out from the, on the band's uh, band camp in November. Um, but, you know, I didn't, I didn't find it then. And uh, then it got re-released uh, within the past few days um, or kind of put onto the band camp page of a band called Negative Reaction, who I do follow. And that's how I came across oh, yes. it. Negative Reaction were a doom band in, I think, in the early, early noughties. Uh, they, you know, I had one of their albums. They did a split with Ramesses. You know, I always liked them, but I haven't heard much of them since. And, um, you know, I hadn't even thought of them for a while, to be honest. And then this popped up. I'm guessing Negative Reaction have since split up. And this is the output of one of the members who's now doing something completely different. And, you know, it, it is nothing like you'd expect if you know no. <laughs> Reaction from before. But, you know, absolutely loved it. This is the opening track and it is it's so much fun. You know, I, I, love, I love how you described it. You know, I think... There is that sense of fun about it and take you to you know take you back you know in that kind of retro uh, sci-fi way the way the kind of what i really love is that kind of dry drawl vocal delivery yeah. and how that contrasts with the extraterrestrial cosmic noises <laughs> you know it gives you like humanity in the stars feel and it's got a real easy going nature i've been you know same earlier I've, I've been singing uh, on the electric monolith song i've been singing that as i go i've had this in my head just randomly you know at, at various points throughout the day since i heard it about a week ago so. <laughs> um but, but i don't mind because it's that it is just really nice it's a you know it's a brilliant composition you know with the synth and the guitar and it's just that this song is just perfect yeah, complete joy like on display here. So I, I loved it. So yeah, the um the record's called Lunar Phases, and I think um it sort of bears uh, listening to the whole thing. But yeah, this this song that opens it just kind of blew my mind a little bit. Um yeah, loads of fun. And I was like, yeah, this is very Pete. This is very sort of us. Um perfect. <laughs> yeah. So yeah, if, if you want to hear this, you can go to uh, captainbonesandthedroids.bandcamp.com and we're gonna play a song, Moonbeam.
so that was Captain Bones and the Droids. Absolutely amazing stuff there, like lots of uh, fun synth going on. Um, something that's not fun at all, but um, still amazing nonetheless, is a project that came out on Bandcamp Friday uh, by a duo called All the Heavens Were a Bell. Um, really interesting stuff here. So um, Esme Newman, he's um, sort of a podcaster and is in a band called Petrine Cross and uh, has made a record with James Watts from Lovely Wife, who I think are on Cruel Nature Records, um, from Newcastle. And just, I think it was described as kind of discordant drone, um, kind of like um, a, a bit of dark ambient in there as well. I, I don't really hear that, but I just thought this was like punishing. And um, yeah, I just wanted to sort of showcase um, a bit of pure evil uh, for this podcast really so um yeah really enjoyed this the um the two other tracks on this are much longer uh, so i thought i'd pick like a, a relatively short one but um i think they're all kind of really sort of engaging in their own way yeah esme does an amazing podcast called uh, hide from time where she plays like um, sort of sass stuff from the early 2000s um sort of grindcore and um, sort of weirder stuff that uh, she sort of picked up uh, along the way. So yeah, re- really worth a listen, like very sort of um, personal thoughts about um, tracks that she plays and um, kind of what it means to her. So yeah, really interesting stuff. And and this is, again, just really um, kind of right on my street. I don't know what you made of this one, Peaks. It's um, certainly a, a sort of delve into the um, the, the doom and the, the sort of darkness that uh, this music mm. can throw up. Yeah, it, it, well, funnily enough, like, you know, a while back, you know, several years ago, you used to write a lot of kind of reviews, you know, like noise reviews and ambient, dark ambient reviews and things like that. You know, I think you had a, a strong period when there was a lot of that. And, and actually, you know, there was a, some of that on the podcast as well. And it's not, type, you know, it's not type of music I typically listen to um, unless, you know, unless you send it me to for kind of talking about on here. Um, but when you were playing a lot of it, you know, and I kind of, I knew to kind of, tune my brain into the right frequencies to get in the right frame of mind um, yeah. as it were uh, but it's been a while you know I don't think we've had anything on like this for you know for a while really um, and as such I wasn't prepared for it I, I, I wasn't aware of the you know of, of that description you're given I didn't realize kind of members were in Petrine Cross who I you know really like um, and then the first time through I was slightly distracted but I had it on on my earphones and I was kind of waiting for it. I was waiting for something big and explosive. I thought it was just building up, you know, maybe like a big post-metal riff, you know, which would launch outwards. And only at the end I was like, all oh, right, God, I've just kind of completely engaged with this song in the wrong way. So I gave it the attention. I sat there. Um, and, you know, when you do pick music like this for me to listen to, you know, um, it kind of pushes my boundaries. It gets me thinking of, of music and of compositions in different ways. You know, it, it feels the obvious to say, it's haunting music. You know, that's a real kind of obvious thing to say about this type of music, you know, as a whole, but it's hard not to kind of reference that here. I think it's that, you know, it's got that dulling background noise to it. It feels like, you know, like it feels like wind is pushing through your walls, you know, like an into your, into your living room or where, you know, a way you sleep or something. And then the minimally intruding voices, you know, it seem kind of subhuman because you can't quite decipher what they're saying. You know, I, I'm not sure I'll ever fully attach to this type of music. Um, I can't imagine when I would choose to sit down and listen to it, but I can definitely appreciate it. You know, I kind of, I, I feel like I understand it a bit more and I kind of definitely appreciate it. Yeah. I think like music that's sort of abstract in nature like this, um, you kind of have to 
kind of almost place your own meaning on it in, in a sort of very pretentious yeah. way, like you might with, um, you know, modern art or whatever, you know, you can kind of interpret it how you like. Um, but I think like music like this just sends me into a bit of an introspective like space. And I think this being as brief as it is, I think it's only about 15, 20 minutes in total. You can kind of hear they're going straight for the, um, just the large, you know, black cloud sort of sound of it. And, um, yeah, I think I, that's what I appreciate really just the, the immediate darkness of this, you know, some, some bands will sort of drag out drones to sort of, you know, hour long sort of explorations. But I think this kind of in a weird way gets straight to the point without doing much. Um, if that makes sense, I don't know. It's, yeah, it's, it's one of those so. things, isn't it? Yeah, definitely. So yeah, the uh, record's called still black water as deep as forever. Uh, and if you want to hear it, you can go to all the heavens were bell.bandcamp.com and we're going to play The House is a Cage.
okay so from the darkness that is all the heavens were about uh, we're going to go into something a lot more laid back a lot more kind of atmospheric and uh, in a different way a band called ambassador hazy have got something coming out on cardinal fuzz records uh, called the traveler and uh, pete we're going to play the first song of this and uh, yeah to me it's got that kind of liverpool psych fest feel you know it's, it's like i feel like um i should just be sort of uh, wigging out to some you know lava lamp kind of lighting and uh just just taking it very very easy i, I love this it's, it reminded me of um i don't know if you know the band ultimate painting that kind of really yeah. laid back 60s style you know it's got like almost like a donovan vibe to it like that kind of like flower power like pop sort of thing um mm. but with that like fuzzy guitar over the top it's brilliant yeah yeah I, weirdly you know i think i feel inadequately disposed to kind of give any journalistic oversight on on that on what is true psych like this um you know it's a music that has existed in the you know between the mainstream and uh like permanently burgeoning underground from you know for 60 years now you know this and it's still here and but i've only ever like really listened to it and you know apart from maybe the last few years when it kind of coexists with say stoner or doom or, or other genres as well um but then you know like in its pure form i i, I you know when it when it's when i find something which i love I, I fully go in for it and this is the psych i love you know it's a perfect example of that it's laid back it's hazy as, as obviously the band name suggests um it's happy music you know we you know we often reference like wooden ships and maybe dead meadow as well which are probably really blatant references you know i think what you you know the bands you mentioned are probably more specific to this but there is a point in this like you say that fuzz element to it um and you know i don't know it's just cool music i mean you know, i'm definitely overthinking it it's just cool music that i could just wallow in for days definitely yeah i mean um uh, just reading on, it's kind of like um, a solo project by a guy called Sterling DeWeiss, um, who was apparently in bands that I've not heard of, um, but the, he, he said they're obscure, a slew of, of obscure bands. So um, we're talking about uh, <laughs> Heavy Hands, Dirty Rainbow, Terrapin Gun, Madison Electric, and Black <laughs> Fantastic, none of which I've heard before. No, um, but I'm going really to list Terrapin Gun. <laughs> exactly, <laughs> me too. <laughs> yeah, so, um, yeah, really, really interesting stuff. And, like, it, it looks like um, there's only one other sort of um, entry that I've had out before called Glacial Erratics from uh, 2020. So, yeah, um, apologies um, to Mr. Sterling Device, but, um, yeah, I really want to hear the rest of it. Like, it sounds like he's uh, had quite a storied career so far and we've just sort of tagged on to the end of it. But, um, yeah, if you want to hear this, you can go to cardinalfuzz.bandcamp.com or you can go to ambassadorhazy.bandcamp.com. Uh, the album's called The Traveller and we're going to play the opening track. This is Modes of Transportation. <laughs>
So from the pleasant fields of Ambassador Hazy, we're going to something a lot more kind of dark. Um, the Lord is uh, an artist that we've played before. It's Greg Anderson from Sun, as you might well know, uh, Southern Lord Records, and the likes of Goat Snake and Engine Kid as well. Um, he's put out a record before uh, that we've played a track off uh, called Needlecast, I think. And uh, yeah, it, it was brilliant before. Uh, a lot of guests on that one. And um, the new record, Forest Nocturne, uh, is out uh, very shortly, sort of April 23rd, I think. So um, probably about the time as this uh, podcast comes out. But um, yeah, the only track that he's released so far is called Triumph of the Oak. And it actually features uh, Attila Kassar uh, from the likes of Mayhem, Abarim, and uh, a lot of collaborations with Sun over the years. I thought this was absolutely a, a, one of um, Attila's best um, vocal performances in years, like really croaky, um, strange um, sounds like he's he's delivering it for him inside a bog or something. Um, the music's very grim to go with it. Uh, don't know what you made of this one, Pete. I don't know if you're a fan of um, of that first Mayhem album with uh, with him on it. Oh yeah, yeah. It brings back memories of seeing Sun and that kind of infamous time we saw them live. You know, and, and there. So, and you know, this Lord project's really interesting. You know, like the the release we played before featured member from Big Brave. They've had the, a, a, a guy from Alice in Chains on one since then. You know, so we're like really going round into, you know, interesting artists to bring in. Mm. And this one, I, you know, it just really works, doesn't it? It's like you say that the vocals are just incredible. You know, croaking is the only way you can describe it. You know, you <laughs> said it, and I thought that it's no other way. It, it's slightly alien as well. It just has such a yeah. weird um, tone to it. Uh, and they, they, they kind of accentuate the darkness which they're ushered in by the riffs. And actually, I sat and listened to it again. And if you just listen to the backing without the vocals, it's, it, it's almost like Greg, Greg Anderson sat at home or, or in a studio, just jamming along. Like you know, it's doom, it's heavy, it's not, you know, it's light, but it's you know, you can just imagine jamming that riff out, you know, in doom bliss. But then the vocals over the top of it just elevate it into something completely different altogether. It's something absolutely sinister. Um, and yeah, I, I was really, really creeped out by it. Yeah, I mean, he, he says he's kind of um, influenced by film composers like John Carpenter and Bernard Herrmann and things like that, which you can yeah. imagine, you know, like a horror film, um, you know, the, the, the sort of the mysterious forest uh, building that's on the uh, the front of it could mm. be the opening shot of a very sort of stylized horror film. And this could be the, the you know, sinister, strange intro to it as well. Um, I'd love to see a film... Uh, you know, <laughs> soundtracked by these guys. Um, you know, if someone made a film that went with this, it would be perfect. So really exciting stuff. I really can't wait to hear the rest of it because, you know, if this is um, the only track with a tiller on it, I want to see what he's done with the rest of it. So, um, yeah, if you want to hear this, you can go to thelordshl.bandcamp.com. Um, yeah, absolutely brilliant. Or um, just check out the Southern Lord Bandcamp. But, yeah, we're going to play a song of the album Forest Nocturne. This is Triumph of the Oak.
so from the slow, deliberate sort of strokes of um, Forest Nocturne uh, by the Lord, um, we're going straight into something that we've kind of delved into before. So the, the uh, label Nerve Alter put out an amazing amount of grindcore, like really interesting, unpleasant stuff, uh, some live sessions as well. And uh, we've previously played a band called Fed Ash, who've released on the label. And uh, they've appeared again here on a four-way split uh, with a band called God's America, uh, another band called Begging for Oxies and Reeking Cross. We're going to play the uh, tracks from uh, Begging for Oxies because it's just fascinating. It's um, 10 untitled tracks like put into one uh, sort of sort of fully formed whole, but I think we could have played anything from here. The first Fed Ash song on here is brilliant. I thought God's America were absolutely fantastic. Lots of samples reminded me of like agrophobic nosebleed. Um, they're kind of um, altered states of America sort of, uh, one where they they do like a thousand tracks or something uh, in an hour, um, <laughs> and yeah, just just like it's absolutely full of, you know that that unpleasant like bomb bombs going off sort of sound of uh, grindcore. I, I just loved it, and uh, this label from New York have just like they're masters of finding the, the best stuff. I think. Yeah, and when you know when when I saw it came out. I knew it'd be good because of the label. I saw Fed Ash on it. I, you know, I really love Fed Ash. And you know, so I had jumped to their track straight away, which I shouldn't have done, but I did. And it's amazing, you know, really good. Yeah. Like I said, then I thought, right, there's three other bands to get into here. And all of it is, is, is you know, it's opened me up to three new bands. I didn't play the FedEx one because we've played them before, you know, and there's, you know, there was enough on here to kind of pick anything. But this one really kind of, it, it was just strange. And I like that about it. Really, it just, there's an oddness to it. There's, it's seven minutes long says there's 10 tracks in there, but it works as a whole. You know, you could have, you know, maybe argued to cut it out, but I, I think it works. You could say, you know, it feels like, it doesn't feel like it's taped together. It kind of runs into each other. And I love the approach of the band. It feels almost free form. You know, there's a lot of space in there and a lightness to it, which you don't fully expect on a, you know, on a raging grindcore split. Um, but it is wild and it's dangerous with it. It's, you know, it's exploratory, it's inventive. And engaging, and that's key. You know, it, it doesn't go off, you know, it doesn't go off kind of into its own, you know, into itself. It's, it's still there. It still grabs you at every moment. And, you know, it, I, we've said it before, but the, for me, the true measure of a, of a, you know, a split or a compilation is if you go and, you know, go searching for the material of the bands you didn't know prior, then it's done its job. And, you know, I've been listening to the rest of Begging for Oxies and, you know, I've been looking at the other bands as well. So they've nailed it here in Nervalta. Yeah, I mean, I just had a quick look and Begging Froxies have got like more than 20 releases uh, to their yeah. name. Didn't realise they were from uh, Toronto as well. So um, yeah, really sort of like a real spread of, of things. I think God's America from uh, Las Vegas and uh, Fed Asher, of course, from New York. Um, Reeking Cross, apparently uh, it might have been made with kind of um, various guests and things. So it's, it's from all over. So this is a fantastic uh, release and it's all been like packed together. Uh, very well that they say like uh direct support is encouraged so um they said like you know please buy these from the bands if you can um but they've got uh, 300 uh, copies of this uh on vinyl so um i think if you um if you're quick you'll be able to get one this is just brilliant and um yeah i'm gonna pay a bit, a bit more attention to nerve Alter. i don't think we've played them for a while but um it's always really exciting when we do so uh yeah you can go to nervealter.bandcamp.com to hear this we're going to play the collection of songs by uh, Begging Froxies. Uh, this is 16 cuts, 10 untitled tracks. We'll see you next week. <laughs> 